Hello, we are glad you're listening to this message by Dr. M. Oladoin Odubanjo. You are sure to receive God's whole counsel for your life, family, work, and all that concerns you in these contemporary times. Amen. Luke chapter 10. I just want to talk to you simply this morning. Luke the 10th chapter. We'll read from verse 38. It says, Now it happened as they went that they entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Matter, matter, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Another one says one thing is needful, one says one thing is necessary, one says only one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Well, this morning I want to talk to you simply on the vaccine for stress. Can I hear you say the vaccine for stress? Uh, if you don't know anything about vaccination, at least you have heard about polio eradication. Isn't it? How many people have heard about polio eradication before? You, you've heard that, you know, at least. So that's all about vaccination, okay? And vaccines are things that you give people so that they do not catch a certain disease or the other. Uh, and uh, as at now, of course, polio eradication is notorious because Nigeria is one of only three countries uh, that still has polio, uh, you know, in its population freely. So Nigeria is only, we, we are one of only three in the world, you know, out of how many countries in the world, 200, they're about averagely 190 something, I think. Uh, and we are one of only three countries that has it. As a matter of fact, we are one of a kind because in Africa we are the only one. Uh, amen. And we, so we, we have exclusivity, exclusive rights over polio in Africa, as it were. So nobody can claim polio. If you find polio anywhere in Africa, we give them. Are you there? But the point is that for several diseases, uh, there are these things called vaccines, which if you give to a child, you know, or an adult or whoever, uh, that person would not catch that disease. So really this morning, I didn't have a topic for it. I only had a scripture. I only had a portion of scripture that I needed to speak about. It's only while we're worshiping that the top or the title came about. Uh, and I'm saying that because maybe I would have thought of it as distractions, as a title. I would have thought of uh, the cure for stress as a title. But really it's not a cure that I'm talking about. I'm talking about how to prevent the stress. How not to be stressed. Are you there? Uh, if I asked today, and we really had to examine people, how many people has, have been stressed in the past one month, uh, we'll almost get a 100% figure, isn't it? Uh, Sister Blessing is already looking at me like, a stress? Uh, it's in our neighborhood. <laughs> Amen? So we, we, we all undergo a lot of stress. In, in, incredibly, it's, it's, the stress doesn't just come from negative things, but even from the positive. You know, there are all kinds of stress. For instance, when people get married, uh, I mean, when people want to get married, they are stressed. Okay? 
first and foremost, they are trying to find somebody to marry, so there's a stress, and, uh, and they are, they are stressed up, they are believing God, and blah, 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 and, uh, and they are stressed, and then eventually they find somebody to marry, uh, we hope not just anybody, but they find somebody to marry, okay, and as they begin to prepare, can you imagine that, but at least in our culture, as we begin to prepare for a wedding day, we get even very stressed. How many people know what I'm talking about? You know, and I usually say that I'm waiting for the day when you will simply call your father or your mother on both sides. You understand what I'm saying? You pick out 20 friends and family members on both sides and you just walk very simply to the church. You, I mean, they join you. You go home. No malu, no wambe uh, and all of that. You understand what I'm saying? And then you, you, you just be fine. You know, because starting from the Ashwabi, there's stress. Amen. Uh, from the Ashwabi, you move to the cow, there's stress. You move to reception and the reception hall, there's stress. Uh, and even right down to the cake. Amen. So you, you say to yourself, how can everything be so stressful? You know, uh, you also look at it after people are married, we begin to get stressed out over, uh, when they will have children. And even the church supports distress, you know, or encourages distress because as soon as they are getting married and we are praying, we say, Nemo's time! So we have set a deadline in the public that in nine months, they must call us. If they don't call us, they are stressed. You know what I'm talking about? If I ask today that how many people would like to, or how many people think that their life is tight and tough, and you think that it's it's really a bit stressful? You, I mean, how many people think so? You you think that things are a bit stressful for you, you know, for whatever reason, maybe your job and all of that. But guess what? If we were here and it's a prayer meeting, and I begin to pray, God will make you a governor. God will make you the MD of a multinational company. You'll be hearing, Amen, 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 Amen. The Amen will be continuous; it will not stop. You know, you, you'll be shocked that some people have such long breath. Amen? They just continue. Because they want all of that. But I, I, I sometimes stop people and I ask them, have you ever thought about what you are wishing for? If we said to you that, oh, may you be governor. Amen. I said, have you ever thought about the life of a governor? Have you thought about the life of a president? You know, at the time they were showing the presidents of the United States and they did something, they, they, they showed photographs. Before and after. So they show them before they became president, then they will show you a photograph after he became president. You think the man was 20 years older. The, the, the lines on his face, the hair completely white. Have you seen, did you, do you remember by any chance Obama when he was going to be president, uh, five, four and a half years ago? Do you remember him? You know, looked like a nice young bloke, black bloke. Go and look at Obama now, he looks like Pa Obama. If you know what I'm talking about. Why? Because, I mean, I, I said to someone, I said, I don't know why anybody wants that job. I don't know why anybody will want the job, you know, on a good day. Because, number one, to be president is, is bad enough. Because it means that anything about economy is your problem. About health is your problem. About security is your problem. They must all tell you. They must call you. You must make the decisions. All the tough decisions end up at your table about everything. Okay. Now, not to talk of, say, someone like Obama now, who, even when the problem is in Afghanistan, they call him. The problem is in Niger Republic, they call him. And, it, and, and you know, time difference, so it might be 3 a.m. with him, but something just happened in Russia, they are going to phone him, and he has to wake up. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What I'm saying, in a sense, is that when you think about it, that even the success that you want brings some degree of stress, naturally speaking. Are you there? You know, because again, I, I, I mean, I had a saying in those days when 
I started off working and I was in the hospital and, and all of that. And then as you progress, you are becoming a bit senior. You had a, a few people under you and had people who would try to do things. They try to make the tough decisions themselves. You know, they just do something. Something has happened. A patient comes in uh, and things are not as straightforward as they should be. They just make the decision. They do something about it. Uh, and very often I find myself cautioning them. And, and there's a phrase I usually use for them. I say, look, you know what? There is a blessing to have a boss. You know, what I'm saying to them is that don't take on what you shouldn't take on. There's a reason why somebody is your boss. You should have the headache. You understand? So there's certain things that you can pass on to him. So I mean, very easily. Nobody will blame you for it. In fact, they will cut off your head if you did not inform him about it. So there's certain things, for instance, there were times when things went wrong. I remember one night, it was the 31st, uh, and I mean, things would look very well. There was a baby in the hospital, uh, and everything looked straightforward. I mean, the house officer I had said, oh, I can do this. We needed to do a procedure and all that. I asked him. He ran through what he was going to do. I said, and when you are going to do it, call Dr. So-and-so. He's also on duty. Let him be there with you and all of that, you know. Just make sure he's there. Ah, I said, I can't do it. I said, just make sure he's with you and all that. Uh, it looks very fairly straightforward. But then, in the middle of the night, this guy sends me a text and he says, the baby died. I was shocked. Completely shocked. So I called him and I said, what happened? He said, I don't know. I said, was Dr. So-and-so there? He said, yes. I said, see you in the morning. Because as far as I'm concerned, as long as he's there, he needs to tell me what happened, not you. Are you, are you hear what I'm saying? But the point is that stress comes in many, many forms. But how do you prevent it? Here we have a story, you know, a story of Martha and Mary. If I, of course, if I ask, would you like to be Martha or Mary, everybody will put up their hands and say they are Mary. But Martha was not exactly completely wrong. Are, are you with me? If you, if you start it off, the Bible says as they went, right? As they went, they, they entered, that they entered a certain village, eh? he entered a certain village, and a certain woman welcomed him into her house. Now, as they went, that is implicative. Just as we read about Jesus, he did not go alone. Are you with me? So he did not go alone. So matters running around was because Jesus had come. And as we know it, he had come with at least 12 guys. Are you there? Peter, James, John, and all those guys. He had come into Matthew's house with at least 12 guys. He had come with not just 12 guys. He had come with 12 guys who were fishermen. I'll tell you what I mean. When my, I mean, I was talking to my mom's driver once, and I asked, I mean, and he, he, he spoke, and he told me, he said, ah, he, he, I mean, they were staying at my sister's place, and he said, oh, in fact, he was so hungry. He denied. I said, what happened? Didn't they give you food? Ah. He said, they gave me rice. <laughs> I, I said, so, they gave you food. He said, rice. They gave me rice. And I said, well, he said, I don't eat rice. He said, that one doesn't, I don't feel it. It doesn't go anywhere. He said, so I didn't eat a bar or something, but they gave me rice. He said, so in the middle of the night, he was so hungry. So Jesus came in with 12 men. Some of whom were what? Fishermen. Okay? So, if I asked, and again, believe it or not, I pounded yam for 12 people before. How many people believe only one. Hey. 
only one. What kind of people are you? I'm going next door to another church. Amen. But you can imagine if 12 people came in. I mean, if, if, I, if today, for instance, as it were, you had one guest for lunch, a lot of people would be stressed. The women know what I'm talking about. That additional guest means that you have to maybe make something you were not preparing to make that Sunday. Am I right? Uh, it means that you go under the bed and fish out the plates that you haven't used sometimes. Uh, am I exposing too much? <laughs> Are you there? And you are climbing things and trying to find the cup that you know exists but you have not used in the past two years. So if Jesus came to your house suddenly this afternoon, there will be a lot of stress. Okay? And then he walks in with these 12 guys. 12 guys. So Martha set to work. She began to cook. She began to do all kinds of things, but she was stressed. She needed help. She wasn't getting it. Mary sat down. The Bible says Jesus sat down, was speaking. Mary just picked the seat and began to listen. While Martha was running around. What I needed you to see is that Martha's problem was legitimate. Are you there? Is that Martha's challenge was legitimate. It's not an excuse. Truly these people have come. Truly what she's doing is good. She's trying to make them feel welcome. Uh, But when Jesus was going to speak about it, I need you to look at Luke chapter 10 now. Because Martha came up expressing her stress and saying, hey, can't you tell my sister to help me? Can't you tell her? Why is she sitting down listening when she knows that at the end of the day, everybody here is still going to have to eat? Okay? But hear what Jesus says about it. I mean, rather, even what the Bible says in verse 40, he said what? But Martha was distracted with much serving. Can I hear you say distracted? When you say some, someone is distracted with something, it means that the person is paying attention to what he or she should not have been paying attention to. Or let me put it this way, the person is giving undue attention. It doesn't mean you, you are not paying attention, but it means you are paying too much attention to that thing in the place of another. Are you there? Uh, so the, all of these legitimate things that matter was running about, the Bible called what? Distractions. Can I hear you say distractions? He said, but Martha was distracted with much serving. You know, it's a distraction when, for instance, you spend all the time uh, trying to find what to wear to get to church, but then you are 30 minutes, one hour late in getting to church. If I step on your toes, Jesus will heal it. Amen? It's a distraction. You understand? We don't have... You know, yesterday we were watching what... Um, African Magic Movie Awards. Okay? We don't have a red carpet here. Okay? There's not going to be a red carpet award where you will stand. And then we will say, as you are coming to church, we will we'll stop you. You will say, what are you wearing? And when George you are money. Can you turn around for us? Are you still there? Because in the big picture of things and church and why we are here, that is nothing but what? A distraction. Are you still there? But you find people take on or pay too much attention to certain things in the place of others. Are you still with me? 
Now, the interesting thing, again, is that Jesus pointed out and said only one thing is what? Necessary. Talking to matter. That matter, look, listen, I understand all of your problems, but it is distraction. There is only one thing. One of the first things you need to realize about preventing stress or, or, or being vaccinated against stress is realizing that there is only one thing at the end of it all that is needful. Only one thing. Can I hear it's only one thing? You know, in life there are many things we are after, isn't it? You know, Lagos, wake up at 4, get out by 5, come back at 10, sleep by 11, go again the next day, and you keep repeating it. But you must keep reminding yourself only one thing is necessary. When push comes to shove, only one thing is necessary. I have a friend who many years ago was working, you know, and he was working in one fast food chain. And one day I, I asked him and he said, I quit. I said, why did you quit? He said, because I absolutely had no time for myself or God anymore. He said, I just looked at my routine. I looked at how I was going. I couldn't pray. I couldn't go to church. I couldn't do anything anymore. This was all I was doing with my life. So, and I told myself, I'm not going anywhere fast this way. Only one thing is necessary. Are you still with me? If you must prevent the stress, you must have the focus. And keep reminding yourself what is actually important in life. The Bible says here, let's go to I mean, Matthew chapter 6, which you know, let's go to Matthew 6. We'll come right back again to, I mean, to Luke 10 maybe. But Matthew chapter 6. Are you getting anything yet? So understand that yes, all of the things you do, they are legitimate. But nobody is saying, oh, they are not, you are just finding an excuse and all of that not to serve God. No, no, that's not what it is. As a matter of fact, again in Luke 10, examine it and look at it another way. Martha was doing what? Serving Jesus. Am I right? Martha was serving Jesus while Mary was fellowshipping with Jesus. But where the serving of Jesus conflicts with the fellowship with Jesus, it's called what? A distraction. Where you are more concerned about, uh, you know, getting the place swept, arranging it, and, and making the equipment work, that you are no longer even hearing what is being said. You are no longer involved in the worship yourself. So we are singing, we are all worshiping God, but all you are busy doing is tuning, tuning, tuning. It's called what? A distraction. Are you with me? Tap somebody say, I think he's talking to you this morning. I didn't hear you. You're afraid of the person next to you. <laughs> okay, tell, tell the person, say, you say I should tell you that he's talking to you this morning. So at least you are not the one anymore, isn't it? You know, of course, as your boss will say, any Ronnie shall I I bury entire Jeffo. All right. That's the what English Yoruba amen. Hallelujah. Which means is who you are sent to is who sends you that you fear. You don't fear who you are sent to. Okay. Uh, but maybe just uh, on occasions, there are times you fear who you are sent to. <laughs> okay. You know because once I remember also. I hope it's okay. Are you are you getting what I'm saying this morning? 
uh, I, I remember years ago I was in an office, a printing office, and then this Nepal task force came. And down the street, they had been cutting everybody's light, cutting everybody's light, and they arrived at our office. And they said, where is your Nepal bill? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I asked them to bring it out, so they showed them the folder. And I said, ah, the last bill you paid was April. This is already, uh, is it June or something like that? I said, yeah, because that's the last bill we got. He said, okay, 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 I'll write you a bill. Go and pay it now, 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 or we cut your light. So he wrote the bill. I said, we can't go and pay it now. He said, we'll cut your light. I said, you dare not. He said, why? You, you see, we've cut everybody's light. I said, because they don't know what they are doing. I said, but if you cut this light, I promise you I will not let you go home today. Whoever climbs that place is not going home. Take my word for it. The man said, but we're a special task force. We have military here. I said, and I will show you that even military people have bosses. He kept looking. Who is this boy? <laughs> I said, just don't worry. Just whoever climbs there is not going home. That's all I have to tell you. So after a while, I said, I wasn't going to board. He said, so, so when are you going to pay? I said, when we are ready. Maybe you just, you just wrote it now. <laughs> so you sometimes fear who you are sent to. Uh, Ali, luckily, the guy was afraid. <laughs> and they, did, they lost, left us alone and moved on. Amen. Matthew 6, are you there? Look at it from verse 24. It's a long read. Okay? But it says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other. It's long, but I think that except you read this entirely from, at least from this, this verse down, you know, verse 33 is the one we are familiar with, which says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. Okay? Now, that, that again, that is supporting what I'm telling you, which is that you need to remind yourself constantly that only one thing is needful. Only one thing is needful. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, every other thing shall be added. Meaning that everything that I'm desirous of, everything I'm chasing and running after, will actually be added to me if I set my priorities right. Are you with me? If I set my priorities right, everything will come as an addition. Okay? But understand the context, and that's why we're reading this. It says, no one can serve two masters, that's verse 24, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon simply means riches or wealth, if you wish to put it that way. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, hold you of little faith? Therefore, so having understood all of that, having understood the fact that God is taking care of the birds, God is taking care of the lilies, and they are better clothed, they are wearing better T.M. Lewins and, uh, and what have you, than most of us have been able to manage, despite all of our toil and spin. Are you there? He said, therefore, do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. How many things? Can I hear you say all again? All these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about his own things. Sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. So, like I always say, the key in that verse 33 is the word first. Okay? So, it's not saying to us that you are not going to do all the other things. You are not going to do your best and toil and spin and all of that. But it says, if you will seek first. If you will just make this one the first thing. Then all of the other things will get added onto you. You know, one of the thoughts I've had is that very often, if, I mean, I taught myself, uh, people say, well, you haven't done a series on marriage. You haven't come to do a series on financial prosperity. You haven't come to do a series on, on this or a series on that. You haven't come to do a series on how to be liked and uh, be likable. You, are, you know, all kinds of things that, oh, if you, if you listen to so-and-so person, he has all kinds of this on all kinds of topics. You know why? Because really only one thing is needful. Are you there? Only one thing is needful. There's only one message, but it has many parts. That message is that only one thing is necessary. And it's the reason why we have all of our problems, all of our distractions, and therefore all of our stresses. It's because we think that there are many things, and we're trying to chase all of the many things at the same time. Are you with me? We're, we're trying to chase everything at the same time. We're thinking of how to get our car. We're thinking of how to get our house. We're thinking of how to get married, how to get our children. We're thinking of all of these many things at the same time, not understanding that there's just one pathway. Are you still with me? And that if you excel on that pathway or at that pathway, it's going to lead you to everything else you want. Everything else you want. Are you still there? You know, if, if that's one reason, okay, that's one reason or that's one way whereby you prevent the stress. The other thing I want to show you is that when you learn to spend time in God's presence, uh, so number one is that it will give you everything you want. So focus and you'll prevent stress, okay? Focus on God's word, focus on fellowshipping with God and you will not be stressed. Realize it, but that is going to give you everything you are looking for ultimately. Okay? Are you there? Number two is that if you will spend time in God's presence, you will be strengthened. Because like we said, all of the things you are doing are stressful. All of the things you have to engage in truly are stressful. But there is supernatural grace and strength available in God's presence. If you learn how to spend time in His presence, you will be strengthened. Go to Isaiah 40. Of course, clearly, I mean, about a year ago, about, no, about two years ago, I had a dream where God basically was speaking to me, but it's, it's, it applies to everybody. And I've shared that many times, you know, where I saw myself being promoted. Uh, and then I was given a new place to move to. And then when I moved in there, I began to hear strange sound, demonic sound. <laughs> and then I looked, looked carefully and I saw this baby demon come out. You know, and I began to rebuke and to rebuke and to rebuke the baby demon and it disappeared. And just about when it disappeared, you know, and you'll be like, praise God. You know, I began to hear, and I looked again and it was a slightly bigger demon. And it came out, you know, and, and I began to rebuke in Jesus' name, blah, 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 and then it left. 
Praise God. And, said, <laughs> and it was a bigger demon. I mean, until ultimately I saw an elderly demon. <laughs> you know, and rebuke, and rebuke. But fine, God's word always works. Listen, if you see demon and they are beating your demon, he said, in Jesus' name, go, and all of that. And he didn't go, and rather he was slapping you and beating you. Don't come and share that with us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> because it's not scriptural, okay? Are you there? But then the demon left. However, I woke up at that point and I, but I felt I was tired. I mean, I'd, I'd reached the point in that dream where I was thinking, you know what? I'm just tired. I don't, I, I don't want this anymore. Take even the promotion away. I don't want any of this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tired with this. Even though the demons left, are you hearing what I'm saying? And basically, God was saying to me, listen, you are at all of those levels, there will be challenges. The, thing you need to pay attention to is spending time with me so that you are strong enough. And he pointed out, he said, did you see how tired you were? He said, so if you will be able to withstand where I'm taking you to, then you will have to spend time in my presence so that you are strengthened. Are you with me? Go to Isaiah 40. From verse 28. He said, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. Can I hear you say that? He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I've had it too many times. For instance, when people ask me, how do you manage? How do you cope? But they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. You want to prevent stress? Then you have to learn how to renew your strength. Are you there? When it says they, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. First and foremost, waiting upon the Lord means spending time in somebody's presence. Like, I mean, the, the description is like when you are in a, in a restaurant and a waiter waits upon you. The real way a waiter waits upon you is that he stands by your table. He's not in a hurry to go. Not the waiters we get now at uh, Mama Put and other, you know, who just go, hey, hey, gilebe, gilebe, gilebe. You know, and runs away. You know, that, that's how we are waiting on the Lord. But that's not the description. The description is somebody who waits, who stays there, saying, what do you want? So that now you finish water, you say, can you go and get me coke? Okay, yes. He goes to get coke. But he's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's talking about the quality as well as the quantity of time. He's waiting. He's attentive to you, but he's also staying there. Are you hearing me? So all of these issues about, well, it's just the quality of your prayer that matters. The quantity does is a lie. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The quantity matters. This is your 15th birthday. As a born again Christian, you are still doing 15 minutes prayer. Look at your neighbor. Say, I know he's not talking about you. Are you still there? And you are wondering how come things stress you out? It's because you are not spending the time. You are not waiting upon the Lord as you should. 
Are you there? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew. The word renew there means to exchange. So they that wait upon the Lord shall exchange their strength with his strength. Remember their strength is the one he has already talked about. He said even the youth shall faint. So all your own strength really is nothing. You can't really withstand it when the push comes to shore. He said, but when we are waiting upon the Lord, what we do is that we exchange our own strength and take his own strength. Better way to express it is that I actually exchange my weakness for his strength. Only God knows how many times there have been issues and and all of that. But as I wait upon God, I am sure, I am strengthened, I am confident that things will turn around. Are you there? And I can't be stressed anymore by the things around me. It's like, I, I, I mean, just like with vaccination, I have immunity. Are you there? I have immunity. I remember I went into a meeting some, I mean, about two, three years ago. It was a rough meeting. And we came out and I was, I was just smiling. And a lady I worked with who came from the U.S. He looked at me and said, Do we, when I grow up, I want to be like you. She's older than me, actually. He said, when I, when I grow up, I want to be like you. I said, why? What are you saying? She said, you just keep smiling. She said, I don't see how you can smile with a meeting like that. I said, well, because everything will be fine. <laughs> are you there? She said, I, don't, I, can't, I can't imagine it, how anybody smiles going to a meeting like this and you are coming and you are smiling. I said, I don't see it. I wish I can be like that. This is possible. Are you there? It's possible. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. You know what the eagle does? Is that he flies so high and so long without using his energy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The, the eagle is such a big bird and flies so high, flies so long, uh, but the trick of the eagle is that he doesn't use his own energy. What does the eagle as a bird do? He simply looks for the direction of the wind. Are you there? And when he sees the wind is blowing this way, the eagle just stretches his wings out and lets the wind carry him with those wings. And he keeps going. And you are looking at the height and you are looking at the length. And you are looking, this guy is still going, still going. Because he's not using any energy. All the birds are doing like this. They are doing like this to keep going. They are doing like this. The eagle goes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Stresslessly. That's what, what the Bible is talking about. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. So they move without stress. Why? They find out which direction God is moving. Are you getting what I'm saying? Why? They tap into an energy that is not theirs. Just like the hymn we sang. Trust and obey. That's just simply the way. Are you hearing me? You trust and obey him. Which means you simply trust him uh, for the best and you obey what he says. So you are finding the direction of the wind and you are just stretching out your wings and you are being carried by that wind. And everybody wonders, ah, he's doing so much. Ah, is he doing this? Ah, but he's not stressed. That's why. Because you are just like the ego. Are you with me? Number three. We're talking about vaccination for stress. Is that when you spend time, that vaccination is simple. The vaccination we're talking about is what? Spending time with God. Okay? That's just the vaccine. If you really want to be strong, if you really want to bear, if you really want to be able to withstand the evil day, then spend time with God. Don't joke with that. Okay? 
Why? Number three is that it actually, should I say multiply? It's like seed sown. Time spent in God's presence is like seed sown. And of course, seed multiplies. Okay? Go to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. He said, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days. Are you there? I'm reading the New King James. He said, For length of days and long life and peace they will have to you. Now hold it a minute. I don't know what translation you have, but if you have KJV or King James, okay? For length of days, long life and peace they will have to you. If you read it quickly through, the first thing you just think of is that it increases your lifespan. Am I right? But that's not what it is because that would be long life. Am I right? So what is length of days? For length of days and long life and peace they will have to you. Length of days. It looks like it, it looks like it's just gonna lengthen your day. It looks like you're gonna have more than twenty-four hours, isn't it? Is that possible? How can anybody get twenty-five hours while the rest of us get twenty-four? Only by that person achieving much more than all of us in the time that we in the same time that we all have. Do you, do you, are you still with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So if what it takes me two hours to, maybe as a student, read and understand it took you 30 minutes, that's length of days. Because now in your two hours, you're going to achieve, it means you're going to achieve four times what I'm going to achieve. Isn't it? It says for length of days, long life, so long life is a separate thing from length of days. Are you there? And now, even peace, don't just accept peace to just mean that your mind is calm and you forget it at that. That's why we encourage you to meditate in God's word. What would peace be? If you were sick, very sick, would you be peaceful? Would you be, would you be at peace? So, sick, it means that what? Peace must encompass or embrace health. Are, are you there? If you had a need and you needed to pay for something but you have no money, would you have peace? Uh, so peace embraces provision. Are you still there? So what he's telling you that do not forget my law and all of that and spend time with my word. What's he saying? He said that it will give you length of days, it will give you long life and it will give you peace. So it covers everything because when things are not right, you don't have peace. Are you there? But when you spend the necessary time in God's word, he said what? Then you have all of these things. So that has vaccinated you against all of your stresses. Are you still there? You've gone home. I said, are you there? Okay, let me try to close. Go to John 16. John the 16th chapter. Or maybe we'll read another one first. Go to Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26. And then we'll come back to John. Isaiah 26. Are you there? Look at verse 3. 
He said, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Verse 4, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yahweh the Lord is what? Everlasting strength. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. So there is a perfect peace. (laughs) That can't be disturbed. Listen, it's possible to live stresslessly. That's what he's saying to you. That there's a possibility that come rain, come shine, come hailstorm, I may come whatever it is, it is possible to be in perfect peace whereby you are not moved at all by anything. But he said, how does that happen? Your mind must be stayed on him. John 16. The last verse, verse 33. Let's turn to our feet. John 16. He said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have what? Peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, it's almost like he's talking about two places where you can be. Again, don't glide over that verse too easily. He said, these things I've spoken out to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. So what's he saying? Because am I not in the world? Are you with me? Am I not here? So he says to me, in the world you will have tribulation, but I've spoken these things to you so that in me you will have peace. What does that mean? It means if you are in me, the way you ought to be, then there's a possibility to have peace, even though you are in the world where there is tribulation. I think you need to talk to God this morning. And just lay your body down, make up your mind also, that you are going to enjoy what God has planned for us, that perfect peace. Thanks for listening to this message. Hopefully you have picked something practical to apply for victorious living. If you loved this, then please send a message to admin at totalword.org or 090-93-30-3227 to let us know how this has blessed you. Also, head on to www.totalword.org slash podcasts to listen to more. Stay blessed and refreshed till next time. God bless you.